Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is book. B-O-O-K. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $3,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's place to try for it? Well, Groucho, we invited some CBs and some patent attorneys to our program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected CB Henry Cano and patent attorney Bob Hodgson. And here they are, gentlemen. Right over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome, boys, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. C.B. and a patent attorney, Henry Kano. You're the C.B. Where are you from, Henry? Monterey, California, the first capital of California. First capital of California? Right. This isn't the first capital I had in California. I had about $300 when I came here. <laughs> Bob uh, Hodge Hodgson, uh, where, where are you from, Bob? Berkeley, Berkeley, California. Uh, are you married, Bob? Yes, I am. Now, how'd you meet your wife? Well, I was out pheasant hunting, and... Uh... You married a pheasant? No. <laughs> Bagging a chicken. That was your wife? Yeah. Did she right. know that you were regarded well, she was as a... She hunting, too. Oh. But she knows you call her a chicken in public life? Oh, sure. And she doesn't resent that? Mm-hmm. She thinks it's a compliment. Yeah. She'd be laying for you when you get home. Right? <laughs> uh, Henry, uh, Kano, uh, how, how long have you been in the service? Twelve years, sir. Twelve years, sir. I don't want to say you'd be too curious, but uh, may I ask uh, how old you are? No, go ahead. <laughs> CB's a landing early tonight. <laughs> well, okay. How old are you, Henry? Fifty-one. You must be the ancient mariner. <laughs> Aren't you, uh, aren't you pretty uh, old for the Navy? No. The Navy CBs, they take men from 18 to uh, 64. They're looking for men from 18 to 64, huh? Right, sir. Better stop making jokes about the draft board, huh? <laughs> well, uh, could, could I volunteer? I've had a lot of experience, Henry. Yes, if you can fit in between 18 and 64. <laughs> I'm reluctant to reveal my precise age, Henry, but uh, when those patriots dumped that tea in Boston Harbor, I opened every bag for them. <laughs> and, uh, Bob, uh, you're a patent attorney, eh? What's the difference between a patent attorney and an ordinary lawyer? Well, a patent attorney specializes entirely in patent matters. Well, you're just the man I'm looking for. Would, would you be interested in getting me a patent on my smokeless tobacco? <laughs> smokeless tobacco? Uh-huh. Well, what good is that if you can't smoke it? Well, it's, it's, it's for chewing. Uh. <laughs> Suppose I had a real, uh, really good invention there. Uh, would you get it patented? If it's really good, if it's any good. Mm-hmm. If it's any good, I'd patent it myself. 
What do you have to know about my invention? Well, uh, what is it? How's it work? Oh, it's good for a thousand things. You can open padlocks with it. You could pin the baby's diaper, wire typewriters together. Now, how would I get a gadget like that uh, protected? It sounds to me like a hairpin. Skip it. Would you be interested in a hot mink coat? <laughs> this one is really hot. It's still on the mink. <laughs> now, uh, Ship Ahoy, uh, do you always wear a sailor suit like this? Oh, not always. Sometimes we wear jeans. You do, eh? Who's Jean? And what is she wearing all this time? Why, uh, jeans are uh, dungarees. Oh, dungarees. And where do you wear your jeans? Oh, around the base. I say you can't think of a better place to wear them. You know, sailor suits have always intrigued me. I, I want to know the truth now. Do you wear a belt or suspenders? No, sir. We have 13 buttons. Well, why just 13? Why do you wear 13 buttons? Pull my pants up. <laughs> That's the first time I was ever stung by a sea bee. Now, exactly, what do the sea bees do for the Navy? Well, they're out on the advanced bases, building airstrips, ammunition dumps, Fuel dumps, dry docks, just about everything that possibly be done while the CBs can do it in the advanced bases. Well, what is a dry dock? Is that a dock that won't get prescriptions? That's right. <laughs> now, in all your years in the service, has anything unusual ever happened to you? Yes. One uh, Christmas Eve, we were stationed in uh, Midway. Midway to what? Midway in the Pacific. <laughs> Well, on this particular Christmas Eve... I may throw you an irons before the evening is over. <laughs> All right, here you are at Midway. What happened? Well, on this Christmas Eve, beer was awful hard to get a hold of, and we saved up our chips so we could have this beer on uh, Christmas Eve. We had enough chips to get two cases of beer. And, of course, we couldn't drink at any place. We had a hideout in the revetment. We're having a lot of fun drinking beer... And in walks the Marine with a grenade in his hand. And he says, scatter. And he pulled this grenade out of his pocket, pulled the pin, and he throwed it amongst it. We run, and we hit the deck about 100 yards from where the revetment was. So we lay there for about 10 minutes. No noise, no explosion. So we went on back there. There was no beer and no Marine. <laughs> Did you plant those Marines out front to applaud for you tonight there in the third row? Are those Marines, Henry? Right there, those. Oh, I see. I better keep my mouth shut. That's his CEO. He just told me. <laughs> now that you're in, you've no doubt done a lot for the CBs, but do you expect to get anything out of the service, Henry? Yes. What? Me. <laughs> Well, have you tried slugging the Admiral? <laughs> well, even though your duties are different, I imagine the CBs and the regular sailors go through the same maneuvers when they're ashore on a weekend pass. Don't they, Henry? Oh, no. It takes a sailor two hours to find a pension apart. It only takes a CB ten minutes. What do you do? Build it. 
While you're building that bench, the Marines come along and take your girl away. Oh, you don't know the CB. No, but I know girls, huh? <laughs> well, you make an unusual couple, and if I ever need a park bench, I'll, I'll consult my attorney. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $3,000 question. Right now, I want you to listen carefully to what Fenneman has to say. You know, it's a good feeling to have complete confidence in the automobile dealer you go to. No matter why you've come in, whether it's about a new car or just a simple repair job. And that's the way thousands of car owners all across the country feel about their DeSoto Plymouth dealer. The reason is that DeSoto Plymouth dealers try to treat a customer fairly and squarely every time. These dealers, in addition to having the best service facilities handle two of the finest cars built. The DeSoto is a beautiful car with long, clean lines. And it's such a comfortable car to be inside as well as to drive. It starts with a twist of the ignition key. It lets you drive without shifting. And as you drive, you sit on comfortable chair-high seats. Your steering is feather light. Yes, a DeSoto means comfort. And remember... All dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the car that likes to be compared. So look for those two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $3,000. Fenneman, explain the rules. All right. You each bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $3,000 question later on in the show. Okay, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous United States generals as your category. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Let's make it 10. Yeah. 10. 10? You have to split this swag with the CO out there? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is the name of the general who commanded the Southern forces during the Civil War? Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee is correct. And you guys are on your way. You now have $30. You got $30. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30 will you bet on your second question? Uh, $29. $29. Now, what is the name of the general who commanded the Union forces during the Civil War? Grant. Grant is right. You fellas are really climbing now. You have $59. You got $59. Here's your third question. How much of the 59 are you going to go for? Shoot it off? No, this is the third question? This is the third question. Let's make it 58 $58. Okay. What is the name of the general who commanded the American Expeditionary Forces in World War I? Persian. Pershing is right. $117. All right, you got $117. You didn't know Fenneman could count that accurately. That scared me, too. <laughs> this is your last chance to beat the other couples. Now, how much of the money are you going to go for? $117. Shoot the works. Shoot the works, man. Huh? He's right back on the battleship. What is the name of the general who wrote the book Crusade in Europe? Dwight Eisenhower. Eisenhower! Total of $234. Thank you. 
Doctor. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. I take no chances. <laughs> Doctor, the secret word is still book. Book, huh? Uh, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a produce clerk, Max Candiotti, and his partner is a housewife from the studio audience, Mrs. Paulette Tidrow. Folks, come over here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you see every day. Uh, Max Candiotti. Eh? Yes. And Mrs. Paulette uh, Tidrow. Right. Uh, produce clerk and a housewife. Eh? Mrs. Uh, Tidrow, where are you Where are you from? I'm from, originally, from Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And Max, uh, where, where are you from? Bronx, New York. How long you been out here, Max? Since, uh, 34. Mm-hmm. You like it here? Yeah, I like it pretty good. <laughs> That's a qualifying compliment, we call that, right? <laughs> Why did you leave the Bronx? Oh, it's getting a little warm. <laughs> Is it safe for me to delve further into this, or should I quit now? You mean it was getting hot for you then? The heat was on next? Okay, I won't grill you. How long have you been married, Paulette? I'll call you Paulette, huh? Oh, five long and happy years. And how many short and miserable ones? <laughs> I'm only kidding. One look at you and I can tell you that you're deliriously happy. Now, you, you say that you're a produce clerk, uh, Max? Yes, sir. I've often heard the word produce. Just, just what does it mean? Huh? Well, uh, produce is fruits and vegetables. Then actually you're a fruit and vegetable clerk, is that it? That's right. Why didn't you say so in the first place? <laughs> How does a produce clerk meet his wife? Did, did you like her look so on Valentine's Day you sent her a dozen cauliflowers? No. Well, did her carrot top appeal to you? No, she's a brunette. I'll root something out of this guy. Yeah. Was it her peaches and cream complexion? No. Didn't she care a fig for you? No. Well, I guess it's true. You can't get blood out of a turnip. Huh? Okay, I give up. How did you meet this tomato? In a fruit market. Do <laughs> you have any children, Max? Yes. Where's your vegetable market? Vaughn's Grocery Market in Inglewood. Now, how do you keep fruits and vegetables fresh, Max? For example, how do you keep broccoli fresh? Well, broccoli comes fast freight from Imperial Valley. Hmm. If it's picked in the morning, it'll be on your table the same evening. I don't think so. I hate broccoli. <laughs> eat it on holidays, that's all. <laughs> now, what frauds do you look for when buying vegetables, Paulette? Oh, I look for worms in the apples or rotten bananas or pears with spots on them. Mm-hmm. That's what you look for when you're buying vegetables. Now, what do you look for when you're buying fruit? I just told you. I guess I was listening to some other program. <laughs> what are some of your complaints against customers uh, like uh, Paulette, Max? Well, they come in, and first thing, they wrestle with the tomatoes, they throw them all around. They're not in there to buy vegetables. Well, you two make a wonderful combination, and I now pronounce you combination south. Now, let's see how you make out in the race for the $3,000. You've got to work together as a team and run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Phantom is going to remind our listeners. The CB and the attorney won $234. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Radio Masters of Ceremonies. Now, how much of the 20 are you going to try? Ten. Ten dollars? All right. Who is the quiz master on People Are Funny? 
Art Linkletter. Art Linkletter is right. Well, $30. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 are you going to try? 20 $20. Who asked the questions on Double or Nothing? Uh, Walter O'Keefe. Walter O'Keefe. You're there. You got $50. You got $50. How much of the 50 are you going to bet? 40 All right. Here's your third question. Who was the MC on Queen for a day? Jack Bailey. Jack Bailey is right. $90. You got $90. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much did you bet? 85 85 Who was the quiz master on Truth or Consequences? Um, Ralph what? Edwards. Welcome to the show of the Plymouth Dealers. Groucho? Yes. Secret word is still book. Book. We invited some school teachers and some expectant fathers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience here selected Patricia Cronin and Gil Sumner, and here they come now. Folks, come over here and meet Groucho Marx. Right there. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. You're right, pretty girl. Oh, thank you. Looks like somebody in the movies. I don't know who it is. I know it isn't me, but... Uh, <laughs> Miss uh, Pat Cronin, you're, you're a school teacher? Yes, sir. My gosh, why did I ever quit, huh? <laughs> Whereabouts? I teach at Dakota Street School. Where, where are you from, Pat? I was born in Los Angeles. I never had a teacher look like you. Huh? And you're Ned Gill, huh? Gilbert, I imagine, is your full name, huh? Sorry. You're the expectant father? No. Where are you from, Gil? I was born in San Francisco, Mr. March. Uh-huh. Whereabouts? Well, I don't remember. I left San Francisco. Well, you were pretty young at the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, sort, what sort of work do you do? Well, I'm with the Los Angeles branch office of the Information and Education Division of the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> when the job is that long, the money must be very short. Huh? <laughs> is this your first experience at fatherhood, Gil? It sure is. Well, if you're an expectant father, what are you doing here? Well, my wife's not expecting for a few days yet. How do you know it'll be in a few days? Well, that's what the doctor says. How do you know the doctor isn't talking through his stethoscope? <laughs> now, what preparations have you made for this new arrival? It may be here any second, you know. Well, I've gotten a layette and a crib, a trailer top, and a box of cigars. and A box of cigars? Well, you got a box of cigars for that kid? That's kind of silly. It may, may be a girl. <laughs> What you got for the youngster? Well, I made arrangements for my mother-in-law to come over and help take care of it. And take care of my wife. And, uh... You probably smoked a cigar. <laughs> well, I got some blankets and, uh, bottles and lots of diapers and... How, how many diapers have you got? Oh, about a half a dozen. <laughs> Nothing's too good for that kid, eh? And that's just about what he's getting, eh? Are you sure a half a dozen would be sufficient? Well, I guess so. We're going to use a diaper service. That ought to be enough. Half a dozen diaper services, I think, will do it. <laughs> By the way, what does your wife do? Well, she's... Right now, she's expecting. Well, it's an interesting occupation, huh? It's not very steady, but it's interesting. <laughs> now, how do you think the new baby will affect your daily routine? Well, it's going to make a big difference. You might just as well get down to the YMCA because you won't be noticed, you know. <laughs> However, if you want to be noticed, go to the YWCA. 
When do you think your baby will start talking? Mm, well, uh, uh, the book says about... Uh... Oh. Pat, you and Dad, Dad, just split $100 over there. Do you, do you know anything about children, Pat? Well, I think I do. How many children do you have? 34. You mean in school, of course. Oh, yes, in school, in my room. You couldn't have 34 children. You'd have to be at least 40. <laughs> Unless you had 10 sets of quadruplets. Uh, did you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> what grade do you teach? I teach the third grade. When do you think this future president will start talking, Pat? You you know a lot about children. Well, he should start saying the basic words at about a year old. What What are the basic words? Well, Mama and Dada, baby. Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> How come a pretty girl like you is still single? Have you thought of marrying the principal? No. Why not? He's a man and he's married. Well, <laughs> the second answer is good enough for me, huh? <laughs> Would you consider a CB with a park bench? <laughs> now, as a school teacher, I'm sure you've had many interesting experiences. Can you recall any that you could tell us, Pat? Well, yes, a recent one that happened. Uh, it was about three weeks ago, and the principal came out to my room after school, and he said... Uh, no fool. <laughs> married or no married. You know. And he said, uh, Miss Cronin, he said, we've got to get to work here, and we've got to teach some spelling to these children. He still calls you Miss Cronin after all these years? Oh, yes. Not even Pat or Patricia? No. Are they that uh, stylish in school? And all that formality goes on? Well... He called me Miss Cronin. And uh, <laughs> he came out to my room and he had this piece of paper and I couldn't figure it out. And here it was in this old envelope and had my name on the outside of it. So I opened it up and here it said, Dear Miss Cronin, I love you, honey. Love was spelled L O V and honey was H O N Y. That's the way the principal spelled? <laughs> no, it was from one of the children. <laughs> Any news yet? Oh, it's early yet. Take it from an old hand. It's later than you think. <laughs> well, I've kidded you both, but I want you to know that with our younger generation in your hands, we have nothing to worry about. Thank you very much. Except the principal. Eh? <laughs> now, we're going to play your bet your life, beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $3,000 at the, the Soda Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our other couples won, but Fenneman's off stage to remind our listeners. The CB and the attorney are still ahead with $234. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected nursery rhymes, and this will be a good example of what they teach you at that school, Pat. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Ten. Ten. Why did old Mother Hubbard go to the cupboard? To, to get, get up for dog bone. That's right. You're absolutely right. Man. And they're off to a good start. They have $30. Well, you're going, you're going for $3,000. Remember, that's the big money. Now, how much of the $30 are you going to bet on your second question? Twenty-five. Twenty-five? Well, it's up to you and, uh, and Pappy over here. Why did Peter Piper pick? A peck of pickle petals. A peck of pickle petals. Now you now have 
$55. You got $55, and here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to go for? 50 50 is all right with me. If it's all right with Pappy. <laughs> okay. So, what couldn't Jack Spratt's wife eat? Could eat no fat. Spratt. His wife could, could eat no lean. lean. That's right. Absolutely right. $105. You got $105, and this is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Shoot the words. 100? Shoot. 100? Okay, shoot 100. 100? 100. All right. What did little Jack Horner eat in the corner? Sat in his corner eating his pudding pie. Uh, that's eat. right, or plum. Eat Either one plum. is correct. <laughs> and you'll wind up with a grand total of $205. And that means the CB and the attorney with $234 get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $3,000 question. All right, well, give me the question now. In just a minute, we'll see if they're going to walk off for $3,000. You know, to get all the joy out of driving your car that you deserve, whatever its make, whatever its year, it should be lubricated regularly. And there is no finer lubrication work done than at a DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Competent men do the job in a DeSoto Plymouth shop. And they have special information to help them. Things that aren't available in every Tom, Dick, and Harry's service shop. For example... They're furnished with special lubrication data that designate the dozens of places where lubrication is needed. In addition, they know the right lubricant for every part of the car and also the right quantity. Add to this the skill of the man doing the work, the fair price charged, and the courteous attention you get at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. Then you'll see why it will pay you to patronize a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the CB and the attorney all ready for that big DeSoto Plymouth question, Doctor. All right, Sailor, beware now. This is your big chance. You'll have more money than the CEO if you win this. <laughs> all right, here we go for $3,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide out a single answer between you, so think carefully and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. Only four men signed both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. One of these men was much older and more famous than the others. For $3,000, who was he? All right, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Uh, we guessed Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin is right. You're going to buy a battleship, I'll bet, eh? <laughs> Pay off the old GI. Oh, are you? Well, let's see. You won 3000 plus how much? Uh, $234 in the quiz. Say, you really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations from the more than 3000 to Soda, Plymouth, Dallas, and Coast to Coast. You bet your life. <laughs> Be 
sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. When you drive in, tell them Groucho sends you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. You can't regulate the weather, but you can regulate your driving. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.